Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Car into the building with multiple injuries. High drama in Manhattan. Bystanders jump into action after a cab jumps the curb, pinning several people. This happened in the Flatiron District yesterday. A 21-year-old basketball standout from the Bronx killed in Monday's early morning mass shooting in Harlem. Eight others shot as police search for those responsible. President Biden's taking heat after suggesting that record high gas prices open up opportunities to clean energy. The Kremlin insists protections of the Geneva Convention do not apply to two Americans believed captured by Russian forces in Ukraine. It's no longer simple shoplifting. State attorney generals are working to target organized crime, targeting retailers who then sell stolen merchandise online. Three people critically injured, others hurt when a taxi cab jumped the curb in Manhattan's Flatiron District yesterday afternoon. This collision occurred about 1 p.m. at 29th Street and Broadway. Police say bystanders lifted the cab off of injured victims before EMS arrived. Some patrons were in the outdoor seating area of a bagel shop on the sidewalk in front of the building at the time of this impact. The taxi then continued to veer towards the left side of the street, driving onto the sidewalk and hitting two women who became pressed against the wall. Bystanders describing to CBS2 what they had seen in the aftermath. There was one girl missing from her knee down, and then she had a compound fracture on her, her ankle. And then the other lady was face down. Her, her left leg was pretty, pretty bad. Six people, including the cab driver, were transported to Manhattan's Bellevue Hospital. NYPD Deputy Chief John Echel confirmed that an initial collision occurred when the taxi struck a cyclist while making a left turn onto Broadway. The cab driver remained on scene and an investigation is ongoing. According to police, New York City's Mayor Eric Adams issued a statement Monday night calling the crash a terrible tragedy. Monday's mass shooting in Harlem left one dead and eight wounded. Killed was a rising 21-year-old college basketball star, Darius Lee of Houston Baptist University in Texas. Lee also played ball for St. Raymond High School for the boys in the Bronx. Seven men, two women, 21 to 42 years of age, were struck by gunfire in a park along the East River right near Fifth Avenue and East 139th Street just after 12.35 a.m., Mayor Eric Adams appeared on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katzmatidis. The mayor spoke about the Harlem shooting. What we can do is, number one, I've said this over and over again, we need to send a clear message throughout this city and country uh, that this is a country of law and order, uh, not unlawfulness and disorder. And it starts with supporting our police very publicly 
After surging to historic highs during the viral pandemic, shooting rates in New York City have begun to decline, although remain still above pre-pandemic levels. Rates of all seven major crimes besides homicide are up in 2022. According to the police department statistics, Mayor Adams is making a public safety a cornerstone of his administration. Well, backlash against President Joe Biden. He faced heavy criticism after he on Monday appeared to suggest that high gas prices will be a good opportunity to make a fundamental turn to clean energy. My dear mother used to have an ex- expression, if anything lousy, something good will happen if you look hard enough for it. Mm-hmm. We have a chance here to make a fundamental turn toward renewable energy, electric vehicles, and, and not just electric vehicles, but across the board. Some conservatives called the president out on Twitter for the comments. Meanwhile, gas prices are hovering around $5 a gallon nationwide, according to AAA. Biden's comments come with inflation at a 40-year high last month, sparking fears of an impending recession. Biden followed, uh, told a uh, Delaware reporter that his team would sit down with oil executives to demand that they produce more oil and also question their high profits. He also snapped at a reporter who told him that economists warning a recession is more likely than ever, saying, come on, don't make things up. Kremlin Press Secretary Dmitry Peskov said Monday that the Geneva Convention, a series of international agreements for the Treaty of War Prisoners, won't apply to the two Americans believed to have been captured by Russian or pro-Russian forces in Ukraine in recent weeks. They're soldiers of fortune, and they were involved in illegal activities on the territory of Ukraine. They were involved in uh, uh, firing and shelling our, our military personnel. Russian media released video appearing to show these two men, 39-year-old Alexander Juki and 27-year-old Andy Wynn, Peskov told NBC News that the two men were not enlisted in the Ukrainian army, meaning that they are not protected under the Geneva Conventions. Earlier in June, one Moroccan and two British fighters who had been captured were sentenced to death by firing squad for fighting alongside Ukrainian forces. The three men were tried and convicted in a Russian-backed separatist court in Donetsk. Well, traditional shoplifting has broadened now to organized theft by criminal networks. Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul convened a national task force of state attorney generals to make it easier to investigate across state lines. He said online resale of merchandise is fueling large-scale organized cargo and store thefts. Scott Glenn is vice president of Asset Protection for Home Depot. He spoke to CNBC about how the big box retailer discovers stolen items being sold on Amazon and other online retailers. It's just easy, right? So we sell proprietary products. We sell things that are our own brands, and they end up being sold in mass on on a online retailer. And they're selling it at prices better than we can sell it at. So, you know, we, we have a team of investigators that are kind of combing through the Internet looking for these types of things, and then we start the investigation from there, and we essentially backtrack it through the process. Retailers say a total of $68.9 billion of products were stolen in 2019. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day, partly sunny skies. Our high is 78, just a 30% chance of a shower after 3 p.m., 50% chance of showers overnight, cloudy, the low 65, mostly cloudy day tomorrow, the high 74, with a 50% chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm. Right now, 64, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Well, police are asking for the public's help following that mass shooting down in Washington, D.C., which left a 15-year-old boy dead. 
The Sunday night shooting took place during a festival called Machella, which was celebrating Juneteenth. Here's D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. Uh, guns involved and with our police managing a crowd on site, somebody used a gun and a child is dead. This 15-year-old boy identified by police as Chase Poole was killed. Three people, including a D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer Hurt. Metropolitan Police Chief Robert Conti said and uh, the officer expected to be okay. The two civilians were listed in stable condition at last report. No suspects in custody just yet. Police are doing things, of course, like collecting evidence and interviewing witnesses, according to the chief in a statement that he released on Monday. Well, five major U.S. cities are currently on pace to break their homicide totals from last year. The violent trend began in 2020. Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Milwaukee, and Atlanta have all seen homicide numbers outpace their mark from 2021, halfway through this year. LAPD police officer Giselle Espinoza spoke to CBS Los Angeles. We have found that building relationships and getting to know people on a personal level and being more accessible in the community by walking footbeats, by engaging with people, we find that that builds trust. It lowers tensions between the community and the officers. And Milwaukee is seeing the largest spike out of this group. According to crime data reviewed by Fox News, Wisconsin's largest city has recorded 96 homicides as of June 17th compared to 77 this time a year ago. That's a 24.7% increase. The numbers continue a trend that has plagued the country since 2020 when homicides in the U.S. increased nearly 30% compared to 2019. An ex-aide to former President Donald Trump said Sunday that Trump privately admitted he lost the 2020 election to Joe Biden. Alyssa Farah Griffin, the former White House Director of Strategic Communications, said on CNN's State of the Union that Trump blurted out watching Joe Biden on TV. Can you believe I lost to this guy? She also spoke about the January 6th committee hearings. I think intent is going to be hard. I'm not of the mind that this is going to take down Donald Trump in a legal sort of way. But I do think it's going to inform the public about a man who lost and couldn't do what we've done for the entirety of our history, which is, you know, allow a peaceful transition of power. The former Trump aide is the latest in a series of former White House officials to contradict Trump's claim that the election was stolen. Griffin added that she thinks proving intent will be difficult. As you heard there, the January 6th committee will meet for another public hearing today at 1 p.m. And Trump, through his Save America PAC, issued a 12-page rebuttal in response to the committee's findings. Trump said Democrats aren't able to offer solutions, are desperate to change the narrative of a failing nation without even making mention of the havoc and death caused by the radical left. Although the price of gasoline has fallen very slightly, President Joe Biden is considering a gas tax holiday to give Americans a break at the pumps. He spoke to reporters in Delaware. Um, Mr. President, the federal gas tax is 18.4 cents a gallon. It isn't clear, though, if a gas tax holiday, a temporary suspension of that tax would be for the full amount or a portion. A downside of the tax break is that it would increase the deficit without offsetting the cost elsewhere in the federal budget. Gas prices are averaging just under 5 bucks a gallon nationwide. According to AAA, gasoline prices spiked, of course, after 
Russia invaded Ukraine back in February. The Biden administration has been pushing oil companies to increase production. A former Olympic gold medalist and Title IX advocate Donna De Verona applauded FINA's swimming international governing bodies decision. FINA approving a new policy that limits participation of transgender women from competing in high-level women's swimming events. De Verona appeared on Fox News. I'm very proud of FINA for spending months and months and months talking to researchers, Mm -hmm. looking at science-based peer review research on the impact of uh, puberty on um, male bodies and and what impact that would have if you're trying to uh, mitigate your high testosterone. The new gender inclusion policy announced Sunday only permits swimmers who transition before the age of 12 to compete in women's events. There was also a proposal for a new open competition policy. The organization said it was setting up a new working group that will spend the next six months looking at the most effective ways to set up that new category. And the policy comes after University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas made headlines for dominating on women's teams as a transgender athlete, raising questions of fairness. Well, Hollywood actor and director Ben Stiller met with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky on Monday the meeting part of Stiller's role as a global goodwill ambassador to the United Nations High Commission for Refugees, the UNHCR. The 56-year-old entertainer also visited Poland the previous day. And here's some audio from the meeting. It's really wonderful. You're my hero. You're no, yes. oh, no. So, as as uh, you quit a great acting career for this. Not so great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but pretty great. Um, so but what you've done and the way that you've... Uh, rallied the country and what you know for the world it's really inspiring so it's too much for me stiller who was appointed to the position in 2018 met with Zelensky after visiting the occupied settlements of the kiev region 77 wabc time check 515 justin ellick's ready with the sports hey justin hi deb i am justin ellick here with the early news sports update Things got back to normal on the diamond for the Yankees and Mets as both teams returned to the win column with victories over the Rays and Marlins, respectively. Pinstriped ace Garrett Cole looked like his usual self on the bump, taking a no-hit bid into the eighth until it was broken up by Isaac Perret, by an Isaac Perret single up the middle. Things were still up to nothing at the time, but not for long as Clay Holmes would relieve Cole thereafter and allow the Rays to tie things up before Aaron Hicks said to heck with that. In the top of the ninth. Is one for three with a single in the fifth. And the runner goes. Swung on and oh. hit in the air to right. Deep. Margot back against the wall. That ball is off the wall. And Margot is down. The center fielder has to go retrieve the ball. Donaldson will score. Hicks will stop at third. And the Yankees take a 3-2 to two lead on a triple by Aaron Hicks. The Bombers would secure the series opening 4-2 win over Tampa and will try and secure another series win tonight at 7 or not or to secure the series opening 4-2 win over Tampa. We'll try to secure another series win tonight at 7:10 p.m. Uh, with Nestor Cortez set to toe the slab. Speaking of series wins, the Metropolitans made easy work of the Marlins last night in Queens to the tune of a 6 to nothing route. They grabbed the series win in the finale behind a very solid 5-plus-6 hit and 7K performance out of the left hand of David Peterson. The Mets didn't necessarily match their way to the win with their first four runs coming on two sacrifice flies and a bases-loaded walk from Mark Canna. Nonetheless, they'll surely take the win heading into a short two-game set with the Astros. 8-10 p.m. is your first pitch from Houston tonight. 
with Trevor Williams getting the ball going against Houston's Jose Urquidy. Last night on the ice, it was the Lightning Lightning finally punching back at the Avalanche as they grabbed the Game 3 win in Tampa Bay by a score of 6-2. to two. Steven Stamkos, Pat Maroon, and Andre Palat each had a goal and an assist. This Tampa scored four times in the second frame to put this one well out of reach of a scorching hot Colorado attack. Lightning will see if they can hold serve at home and even up the series come tomorrow night's Game 4 set for 8 p.m. Eastern time. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny today, our high 78. We have a 30% chance of an afternoon shower, pretty much mid to late afternoon. Overnight, a 50% chance of showers. Cloudy, the low 65. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, the high 74, with a 50% chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm. Right now, holding steady at 64, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning after Wall Street was closed Monday in observance of the Juneteenth federal holiday. Today's open will no doubt find investors looking to recover from a brutal week. The Dow closed below 30,000 Friday in roller coaster trading as stocks logged sharp weekly losses. Markets remained volatile as recession fears rattled investors. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial lost 38 points. The S&P 500 added 8 and the Nasdaq gained 152 points. Volvo Trucks said that it had begun to test vehicles that use fuel cells powered by hydrogen, with the Swedish firm claiming their range could extend to as much as 1,000 kilometers or a little over 621 miles. In a statement, Volvo Trucks said refueling of the vehicles would take under 15 minutes. Customer pilots are set to begin in the next few years with commercialization planned for the latter part of this decade. A new study from the Political Calculations blog found that the cost of the traditional July 4th cookout has increased by 20.9% to $71.99 in the past year, and that's not including alcohol. Some items on the menu have particularly surged. According to the report, a half gallon of vanilla ice cream is up by 58.6% to $4.69. Mondelez International said it will buy energy bar maker Cliff Bar and Company for $2.9 billion to expand its global snack bar business. The Cadbury maker says it will also pay additional amounts to the sellers depending upon its earnings from Cliff Bar. The company said it will get the Cliff, Luna, and Cliff Kid brands of bars in its portfolio through the acquisition, creating a $1 billion-plus global snack bar franchise for itself. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. All right, thanks, Frank. Looking at futures this morning, the Dow's up 519 points at 30,388. The S&P 500 up 72 and a quarter. The Nasdaq up 241 and a half points. Gold down $3.50 an ounce at $1,837.10. And crude oil up $2.29 a barrel this morning at $111.85. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Well, airlines had to cancel nearly 1,200 U.S. flights Sunday into Monday all across the country, leaving passengers frustrated and stranded in the mix here. LaGuardia, John F. Kennedy International, and Newark Liberty International airports. CBS News Senior Travel Advisor Peter Greenberg said staffing shortages will likely get worse before they get better. You can't just go hire a pilot, have him kick the tires, and sit in the cockpit and fly the plane. Training takes time. 
And Greenberg also says airlines need to staff up in all departments to avoid continued cancellations. Demand has since roared back faster than airlines have been able to ramp up hiring following staffing cuts during the viral pandemic. A lively debate last night among Republican candidates for governor of New York on New York One last evening. Frontrunner Congressman Lee Zeldin, endorsed by the New York State Republican Party, was asked if he backs teaching diversity, equity and inclusion in schools. So I believe that right now the people who are in charge of our Department of Education, the people in charge uh, of our government are going the wrong way with what might sound good with some of these terms on paper. Also uh, taking in last night's debate and vying for the GOP not taking part, I should say, in the June 28th uh, primary upcoming, of course, businessman Harry Wilson, former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino and former White House staffer Andrew Giuliani, of course, all on that ballot June 28th. Selden also recently beat back a legal challenge by Wilson, who was self-funding his campaign for governor over supposed irregularities with his campaign spending. Wilson and Astorino attacked Zeldin over the praise he lavished as the state senator on Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo, who ended up resigning. And Zeldin fired back with jabs about Rolex, Rob, and Wilson's past role as an economic advisor to President Barack Obama. The millionaire businessman deflected questions about his conservative credentials by suggesting Zeldin wanted him to run for lieutenant governor rather than his running mate, Allison Esposito, a former NYPD deputy inspector. Provisions meant to strengthen voting rights and ballot access were approved Monday by New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Similar efforts on the federal level have stalled. Hochul's approval of the bill, signed at Medgar Evers College in Brooklyn and named after the late civil rights leader and congressman John Lewis, came as the country observed the Juneteenth holiday. And when Republicans in Washington and state legislatures deny the right to vote and undermine our democracy, We do something here in New York. We passed the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. The new law will implement a new procedure for political subdivisions, school districts, or local governments that have a history of voter disenfranchisement to apply for preclearance for any changes to procedures for holding elections. Lawmakers proposed the measure in order to address a 2013 Supreme Court decision that relaxed a key portion of the Federal Voting Rights Act of 1965. And more now on New York's governor. The governor criticized pro-life Americans as Neanderthals after nearly 30 pro-life pregnancy centers have been attacked all across the country as the U.S. Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade looms. Holka made the comment last week as she signed legislation protecting abortion rights in New York State. This is the United States of America where freedom and liberty are supposed to mean something. It's the rock upon which we were founded. It's supposed to mean something, except in the eyes of some Neanderthals who say women are not entitled to those rights. The U.S. Supreme Court is issuing decisions within the next 10 days, which concludes their current session. A draft leaked opinion finds justices favor overturning Roe v. Wade legalizing abortion. The FBI told the Daily Wire last week that it is investigating a series of attacks and threats targeting pregnancy resource centers and faith-based organizations all across the country. You might remember earlier in June, up in Buffalo, New York, Compass Care Pro-Life Pregnancy Center was firebombed in an attack that broke windows and set the medical office on fire. 
Well, Queens man with a total of seven prior arrests arrested yet again after a bag of human bones were found in the basement of his Laurelton home. Police say that 38-year-old John Legendra was charged with concealment of a human corpse and tampering with evidence, according to police. Detectives believe the body is possibly that of the suspect's missing girlfriend. The grisly find was made when a 65-year-old man was cleaning out the basement at 217-05-138th Avenue in Laurelton. This happened about 545 on Saturday, according to police. The New York City medical examiner will make an official determination of the cause of death. Legendre has seven prior arrests in all, according to cops, the most recent for menacing. That was back on November 19th, 2019. Well, a Girl Scouts cookie scam under investigation. Police are looking into complaints after Suffolk County residents complained they handed over cash, but they never got their cookies. CBS2 reported that they're not concerned about the missing cookies, but rather the welfare of the child involved here who was with an adult. Patchogue resident Nick Zavesky spoke to CBS2. And I order them every single year. So, I mean... I would have thought, honestly, a scam like this would happen. Not about the money. It's about, honestly, the principles you teach in this child. So this is under investigation. Uh, the child and a man made rounds through Shirley Patchogue and surrounding towns back in mid-April. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Partly sunny skies today. Our high is 78. There's a 30% chance of showers after 3 p.m. Overnight cloudy, the low 65, 50% chance of showers Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, the high 74 with a 50% chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm. Right now, 64, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Well, one of Elon Musk, of course, the world's richest man, the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX. So one of his kids says they want absolutely nothing to do with him and has actually filed legal documents to drop his famous last name. In fact, uh, this uh, child of Elon Musk is changing her full name and legally declaring her gender identity. So these documents were filed in Los Angeles County by Xavier Musk, and Xavier is taking the name Vivian Jenna Wilson. In these documents, she says she wants to be recognized as female, but the name change isn't just about her transitioning. There's clearly a rift with uh, dear old dad here. Vivian lists her reason for the name change as gender identity and the fact that I no longer want to live with or wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape, or form. No comment yet from Elon Musk. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.